You're listening to Boss Tone Radio, Talk for Guitar, presented by BossUS.com. Welcome to the 36th edition of Boss Tone Radio. I'm Paul Hansen. Today our guest is a tech, one of those mystery guys you see off to the side of the stage. His name is Thomas Nordig, and uh, his credits include lots of bands, notably Frank Zappa, Duran Duran, uh, Missing Persons. But at the moment, he's the guitar tech for the guitar god, Steve Vai. He's going to tell us all about interesting things in his life. And one thing there's no doubt Thomas is an expert on, it's gear. I cut up with Thomas on the phone during a rare occurrence when he was actually at home in L.A. Here's that conversation. Hey, Thomas, it's Paul Hansen. How are you? <laughs> I am doing great. Gosh, Thomas, you're originally from Austria, right? Right, Vienna. Yes. I lived there for two years. Oh, my God. Yeah, I taught at the uh, American Institute of Music in Ottokringer District. Oh, my God. Then you know all the good stuff, all yeah. the, the wine and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was there uh, in May this year for like two weeks. I have, as you may not know, I have an apartment downtown Vienna, right behind the Volkstheater. Oh my you know, God. five minutes to school, St. Stephen's Cathedral. Wow. When we finish the wine tour on December 17th, somewhere in Spain, I'm going to Vienna, Austria, to hang with the family. First time 40 years that I spent Christmas there. Totally know that area, and I've been in St. Stephen's, Stephen's Dome, uh, you of know, course. so many times. Oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, I've seen you so many times playing at the shows, you know. I know. such a really good player. Thanks. Yeah, it's funny. We've talked so many times that that never came up. Now, you came over from Austria in 1972, is that right? Correct. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I came over, uh, you know, like in the 60s, 40s, when the Beatles came up, there was a band in Vienna, they were called the Slaves, and they had a gypsy guitar player that couldn't read or write, but of course could play, like, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, up and down and uh, anyway the irony is that I ended up actually managing this guy in 71 my dad bought me a ticket to New York City for like two weeks and just that blew my mind I said this is where I have to go so I came back and then decided to manage this gypsy guitar player and, and left with him in 72 <laughs> And then 1976, you hooked up with this guy, Peter Wolf. Is that the guy from Jake Isles Band? No, 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 not from Jake Isles Band. This Peter Wolf was originally supposed to come with me and Ratzel, Charlie Ratzel was the guy's the oh. guitarist. He's, a, he's like a prodigy, a Mozart four-type keyboard guy. We decided to let's go to Los Angeles, and so we did. Uh, across America, you know, uh, he played Holiday Inns and stuff, you know, just so we made it over there. Uh-huh. I don't want to go into the full story, but it would take too long, but I can tell you this much. We got an apartment right on uh, Santa Monica and Crescent Heights, uh, hang out the one and only guitar center at that point. There was only one in all of America. I remember. And, uh, you know, Peter was trying out keyboards, so we just, you know, hang out there and gave out our phone numbers, the phone number that we had. And literally, I'd say within three weeks into it, I pick up the phone and it's hard. It's Frank Zappa. And I talked to Peter Wolf. Did you so, put up a, a, like a little, you know, keywordist available and then Frank Zappa just called? Well, it was Andre Lewis. He played with Frank. 
he saw Peter, you know, playing and talked, and uh, he gave Frank uh, a phone number. Uh, uh, Frank was putting a new band together. It was the band with Terry Bozio and with Patrick O'Hearn. Patrick O'Hearn. I played with him in Andy Taylor's band. Oh, my God. Wow. Some, he had some amazing stories about Frank Zappa. I remember he told me somebody made a mistake on stage. You know, in front of 12,000 people at a big hockey rink, Frank stopped the show and forced the guy to play it correct. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the way. Yeah, that, that is true. I was with Patrick in the band for, well, like I said, when Wolf, right after the phone call, when Frank called, you know, Peter went on the phone and uh, Frank, you know, the general, the usual manner, read everything right away. So we went instantly to his house. Peter auditioned two days, he played and got the gig. And I was, you know, hired as, as, as his roadie then. We, like a month into it, we rehearsal started, you know, in Hollywood to a big movie screen. We started then full production. Frank owned his own sound and lights. Did you say Frank had a, like a big production studio? Is that where he was rehearsing? We rehearsed at some movie sound stage. Zoetrope, oh. I think. Yeah, that's what it was. Zoetrope. Yeah. Frank, like, you know, eight, ten hour rehearsals. And just, I mean, I was always from Little Vienna coming. I was blown away. And uh, Adrian Blue was hired in the band. Adrian Blue. And I was with Frank for like almost seven years. And, you know, and I was there when Bozio left. And then all these drummers came by till finally Vinnie Caliuda walked up. And it took five minutes, Frank. <laughs> walked up to him and shook his hand. He had a gig, five minutes. <laughs> five minutes, and yeah. And with Bozio, Frank would tell every so often, say, well, don't do that. Do it like this. And so, you know, and with Caliuda, never. No never. Instructions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Terry, like, lay that back. Don't play that fill there. But Vinny, Vinny Caliuda, he couldn't do anything wrong. Vinny was my roommate for a year and a half when he got the gig with Frank. Oh, my gosh. Non-stop. <laughs> <laughs> On the couch? Dashboard of the car. Exactly. Is, well, it, you know, and Vinny's whole thing was uh, Jeff Procaro. So that was his whole thing to be like, become like Jeff, and he certainly uh, did, you know, be Vin the studio guy. Doesn't Vinny play with um, Jeff Beck now? Yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. Uh, oh. Steve Weingart, keyboard player, just walked in. Oh, sure. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just had to, uh, to talk to Steve Weingart. He was playing with Steve Lucas. Oh. Yeah, I lent him when he was uh, on G3 a pedal. Now returned, in fact, on EV5. Of course, uh, Roland. Uh, Roland EV5 expression pedal. Yeah, yeah. I use in his system presently two of these pedals. One is the master volume for the system, oh. and the other one is uh, depending on what patch. It's a wow, or whammy, or what have you, you know. Yeah, that's a handy pedal because it has oh, it, it has a little control on it so you can control the amount of expression or how it works. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely mandatory. So, Thomas, I heard that you have 40 years of road experience and you've teched for Jimmy Page, Toto, The Pretenders, Tears for Fears. Right. But now you're with Steve Vai and, um, dang it, what's, what's it like being a, a tech? When I was with Frank, almost seven years, Warren got the gig with Frank, and Warren Cookerill. I was with Warren all you know all that time when he was with Frank, and when Warren left, I left Frank as well because we started missing persons from day one till ground zero. I was with missing persons. Oh, oh yeah, interesting to hear this history because, like I said, I played with Patrick O'Hearn in the Andy Taylor band. And uh, that must have been right after Missing Persons broke up. Yes, I know exactly when that was, yeah. 
But Warren Cucurulo, you know, plays so good, he can't play a thing twice, creative and musical, like, you know, forget <laughs> it. So he was in, uh, not only Missing in Persons, but he was in Duran Duran. Listen, I was with him 15 years in Duran Duran, and when I, when I think about that, I say, when, when was that? What happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years 15 years does go by pretty quick yeah. hey um, let's talk about Steve Beisrig who you currently work for he's got some FS5U's which are kind of underrated pedals those are really handy control oh, pedals totally yeah so all, all this up front plus how you can uh, how you can put them one next to the other you know with a track you know yeah you slide them together these two are used for down and up uh, whenever he's in the patch, he can go by DP amounts, or half DP amounts, I think, uh, uh-huh. up or down. Oh. That's what those are two for. I saw a picture of his rig on the internet. There are actually several pictures right. of his rigs over the years. And he's, uh, right. in the past, he's used a DS1 boss distortion. In all my years, that, that was the main one main pedal, but you know, he created with Ibanez the, the Gemini, you know. For, but in my, from 99 on out, when I started with him, yeah, yeah, he used the DS1, that was his main So main this pedal. new custom pedal that he has, is that based on the DS1? Uh, uh, I'm sure, you know, when they built it, he wanted, you know, to get that sound. It's not new anymore, they don't even make it anymore. Anyway, so. He has one one setting and another one. They, they only work one at a time. You know, turn one on, the other one goes off. The, the left one give it the boost, you know. The, and the other one is when he has a clean guitar and so instead of an amp, you know, oh. gets the full distortion. So the left one is probably more like a DS1? Right, yeah. exactly. I'm sure he followed that, that sound like that for forever. He has a DS1 always. So, Thomas, you have been on the road. I know we've been exchanging emails for the last, I don't know, maybe six months. or And you are constantly on the road with Steve. Any things that have stand, stood out in the last six months that that were interesting? Well, the G3 tours are always great, you know. In, uh, yeah, I think it was in Prague, in fact. Uh-huh, Czechoslovakia. Aldi Meola happened to be there in town, and uh, he came by to like join you know, at the jam at Rockin' in the Free World is what we're doing. So in the afternoon, he walked in, and he he walked back with his uh, tech guy. It was really nice. He, he came up, and Steve happened to be there, started checking his gear, so, so they, they jammed together. It was really cool. The G3 tour, this last one was with Steve Lukather. No, Joe the Sachin. last one, the, on, on that one, the, the one in Australia was with Lukather. The one I'm talking about was, the most recent one we did in Europe was with Steve Morse. Oh, so you always have Vi and Satriani, um, but the third guy... Inter- More than not, but uh, Satriani went out now to South America, which we couldn't do it because we were doing the live tour, but he went uh, with Lukather and... Uh, I think it was Lucas and Steve Morris, yeah, the two of them, uh-huh. yeah. I'd like to talk about the, the new Boss multi-effect, the the GT100. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah, you as one of the world's top guitar techs. The oldest, the oldest. I, I would have reached that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is your opinion of the Boss GT100? It's just really so flexible, so easy, and follows, you know, all the in the same vein of thinking and give you full effects, full amps, and easy uses. And I'm looking at it right now, it's turned on to know where you're at. Low profile, you know, small, and literally you can take 
in your backpack, you know, yeah. anywhere you go, and, and there you are. You know? I'm going to take a minute here and play a few audio examples from the GT100. These three audio examples feature three of the brand new advanced amp models inside. No effects or EQ was added. This one's called High Gain Stack. This one's Extreme Lead. And I couldn't resist this one. This is called Core Metal. These next examples are from the newly developed Excel pedal, which is on board the GT100, and it can do a, a variation of different things. Here's a few. Here's an example of S-Band, and it can whammy up or down as much as you want. This is Laser Beam. Here's Laser Beam, but a little more musical, less extreme. Here's a couple examples of the Excel pedal controlling the ring modulator. Here's an effect called warp. I'm just using a touch of it on a clean sound. The GT100's Excel pedal can also act as a feedbacker. Thomas, one of the things for me, I think it's the easiest Boss multi-effects ever because of that dual LCD screen. All of us. So this is the really expensive, like twelve hundred dollar unit with the seven hundred dollar foot controller, and um, well, more, more than twelve, more uh, like more uh, two grand, way too expensive. And the GT one hundred does a lot of the same stuff, right? G I know it. Oh yeah, totally, uh, absolutely, I agree. Such a compact way to have it, like you said. There's two elements needed with the fractal. You get a fractal. You really want to get that MFC 101 because otherwise, with any other, you got to start, well, how do I get even up and down? Right. You need the foot controller. But this one, it's all here on the floor, and the display beats fractal and uh, anything. Yeah, I noticed that. The, the double display, I, I did look on the internet at the fractal. The interface looks a little... A little more difficult than yeah. the, the... No, no, this, this, is, this is really the ticket. No doubt about it. The layout and how it's done, low profile and super compact. And like I said, the, with, the, with the various ports for controller switches, I was uh, reading up the on ports, how deep yeah. you actually can go. Every parameter, full on. Which comes up the uh, FS5Us we were just talking about or the EV5. Correct, correct. You can plug in two FS5Us. Yeah, yeah. 
for those little sideboards and then off you go, you know. Full MIDI madness, everything. Yeah, and send and return. <laughs> I mean, it's all there. And the looper is great. Yeah, you just click it. If you have some kind of rhythm, you can't go wrong, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was reading through the uh, list of effects just in the FX1 <laughs> category. It's got a TWA, Ottawa, Subwa, Advanced Compressor, Limiter, Sub Overdrive, Graphic EQ, peri- Parametric oh, oh, EQ. Oh, Oh, my God, Guitar Simulator. Uh, 20 overdrive and distortion models. There's different reverbs, different types of delays, you know, different compressors, limiters. Oh, my gosh. It's just like endless stuff in there. In the advanced section. Yeah, in the advanced section, there are eight brand new amp models that uh, are based on vintage and modern amps. And there's also a section where you have massive control where you can customize and create your own amp that doesn't exist. It sounds super clean. That's, That's the other thing. Before we move on to another topic, I just want to show you how different you can get in the custom section, I created four different amps, and I'm switching between them. Four hard rock, four crunch, and four clean sounds. And these amps don't exist. They were created out of scratch by me using all the modeling parameters in the GT100. By the way, notice how the GT100 switches very smoothly. It has a new switching system that switches patches real smooth. Even those are all rock tones. Notice how each has different characteristics. Here are four crunch tones. Here are four clean custom amps I made. By the way, the crunch examples were played with a Strat, and the other ones were played with my Ibanez, and I didn't do any pickup changing. Speaking of pickup, let's pick up where we left off with Thomas. You know, Thomas, I went in on the internet and I saw a YouTube video of you showing this guitar rig that you've built for yourself, and it takes up your whole living room. This It's like a Frankenstein's monster. Do you still have that in your living room? Yeah, yeah, but it has changed. It's super compact, and uh, oh. when I get back in January, I have three months where I'm going to uh, finish the wiring. I got the master harness done. It's uh, one bigger board, two smaller boards, main one with a medical controller is on there, and the GR33 is on the floor there. Let me get this straight. You are You work with guitar gear for your job, but when you come home, you have a hobby where you work with guitar gear. It started in 99 when I brought a strap that I had mm-hmm. where that had LEDs, you know, the dots light up, and it had a holographic pickguard, and, uh, and the whole heck was covered with that. Standard tuners, and so yeah. the advice saw it, and he said, well, can I play that on, on, on one song every night, you know, just for fine boys. So he did. The guitar synthesizer. I mean, I on my rig, I can sonically go where I know. Nobody can go. Well, I can go. Nobody. Blindfolded, by the way. I dial in. I got the VG88 there. I had the rack mounted. I saw you have this VG88 rack mounted. Do you have two of them or one? Yeah, VG88 and VG88EX, yeah, all oh. rack mounted. So, so you've got the VG8EX, the VG88, yeah. and you've got yeah. the VG99. 
You know what? I just saw you on YouTube with your rig, and it maybe was the older rig, but it's just like a living room filled with gear. And you know what? I yeah, gotta, yeah. I have to compliment you. You play really good. You've got this nice. No, 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 no. Oh, you, you, no, 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 no. You are a really good guitar player, and that's like not even a compliment. That's just a stone cold fact. Oh, thank I you. I can play whatever few little things. But you have become, and you really are an expert. In all things to do with gear. I th- always think that I'm an expert on the VG technology and the GR technology. Oh, you are. Because I saw you demo it. I saw you do all this. Oh, thanks, Thomas. Back to your personal rig. You've got just about everything that a guitar player could dream of. And on that YouTube video, I saw you just pick up the guitar Oh, yes. And the whole rig came on. Yeah, yeah. So your radio control. Turn the rig and and my mood lights. My room lights, I can oh. them also get in the mood and then just take it away. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what? On the internet, I saw you playing and you're very uh, modest. I think your your playing sounds really good. You got a loop going and doing this spacey, dreamy right. well, stuff. Uh, I tell sounds you, good. you must not think. If you start thinking about that, what do I do? No, no, forget that. So, Thomas, I have um, just uh, one more question. You have a, a scooter, right, in L.A.? Yes. I heard or read somewhere you were trying to have the scooter start with your cell phone or something. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You open your cell phone and you can start your scooter? Yes, yes, I can. Yes, yes, I can. It's my 33-year-old partner, Ed Clothier, electronics genius. What's his name, Ed? Ed Clothier. Clothier, uh-huh. But the brain behind everything I do, and he helps me with everything, from dwindle boards to rise boards, whatever, you know, he's that's, my guy. That's so cool. So do you, after, you know, setting up Steve's gear for several months on the road and making everything work right, do you then come home and uh, turn on, I mean, one button to turn on your guitar and the mood lights and your yes, own and gear? Yes, and I did it, and I, I tell you, I did it the first night I came home, turned it on, and man, I was, I was blown away. The sound after being two months with Vi and hearing his, you know, <laughs> unbelievable, you know. But sonically, I can go blindfolded. It's, it's limitless. Thomas, you're a real high-level tech, and you're out there on the road every day. Do you have any last words to say about Boss and Boss pedals and gear? Only, always a good experience, period, across in all, in all my years, you know, always. Boss and Roland for me both, you know, shelves. Top shelves always. They, they were the first ones. They were the first ones anyway. All the sound boxes are modeled after you know the, the original boss boxes. The first ones. And I has at home in his drawer at least six or seven years once. You know. I saw a video of him in his studio. He has a closet in the studio or a kind of cabinet right. where he keeps all right. his his vintage pedals. Oh yeah, all organized. Lots of boss. Yeah, I think I saw Phaser in there, and of course a chorus pedal. and the, All the DDLs, all, all the delays. Oh, Three, four, five, you? six, seven, all of them. And those I use maybe on the, on the small rig, on just a, like a quick board, a small one that I have in a little pelican case that has uh, 
Yeah, so that's what I use on the 3G jam. He has one antenna that's one head, one antenna, and then the to the little board in the front. Yeah, I think one's a DD7, one they have a DD3, and then a TU3 tuner. Does he have the um, an external like FS5U to tap in the rate on the DD7? No, not yet. Yeah, but like I said, we use him on the big board. He's got two of those. But uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I love the DD7. I, I just said, oh, I think totally, totally. in tempo delay too is so good. Yeah, and, and physically it feels good too, you know. It's just the right surface for the foot to react to. Well, what's what's next on your schedule? Are you heading back out with Steve I'm soon? I'm leaving in 90, 92 hours to Finland to do the, <laughs> another two months with Rai. Oh, my gosh. You know, like like 57 shows in 62 days, you know. Oh, they, my uh, gosh. It's, it's, a, it's a grind. Dang it. Thanks so much. You have a killer day and don't work too hard in Finland. No, no, I'm uh, <laughs> styling. Okay, see you later, Thomas. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks to Thomas for taking time and talking to us. Thank you for using Boss Gear. This is Paul Hansen saying, I'll see you later. <laughs>